Hi guys, it's Bashak and you are listening to The Social. This is our show about all things community, culture and connection. Don't go anywhere. Maraba, lovely to have you here on the show with us uh, today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, feeling, yeah, I'm feeling alive. <laughs> alive, what a beautiful way to start. Very, very <laughs> Now, there's something very raw and instinctive about the music you write and the choices that you make sonically. Every track feels like it's a release for you, but also kind of an invitation for us and a privilege for us, uh, for the ones that are listening. Do you think that's fair to say? Mm, Thank you, first of all. Uh, I think that that's fair to say. I think that I... I've always approached music um, as a kind of cathartic release for myself. But when my music career actually really started was when I started being more intentional about the music that I actually released into the world. And like you said, making sure it's music that invites people who are listening into the feeling. And it's just kind of easy, easier to understand for other people. I still make very personal music that doesn't have the catchiest melodies or anything and is just for me to release emotions through, but I don't know how much of that the world would hear. Um, But I am pretty intentional now about the vibration that I put out into the world is one that I want people to receive something empowering from, you know? Mm -hmm. So I talk about all kinds of things in my music, but that's kind of one of the main through lines, I guess, is that intention. Beautiful. And it's empowering, but it's so vulnerable. I mean, mm. there's a power in that vulnerability, right? And it's like, okay, if you can say this thing on this platform, at this level, on this stage, maybe I can say the thing as well to the person next I to you. I love that. I love that. So powerful. <laughs> and actually, one of the questions that I never ask anybody because I know you guys get asked this a lot, but I wanted to ask you for the nature of the kind of artist that you are, is what inspires your writing? Uh, how has that process changed as you've evolved as a human being, first of all, let's start there, <laughs> but then also as an artist? Yeah, uh, I think I've always been inspired by similar things. It's always the same sorts of things that spark that, like, fire in me that's like I have to write a song about this but um I feel like most of the time it's when I have a question that needs to be answered and the music helps me answer that question so I'm searching for something Mm. um I'm searching for like uh a way out of a relationship or a way to open up more or a way to heal something that's happened in the past it's something that I'm I'm seeking answers to and I'm also inspired by things that aren't necessarily true to, to my life, but more so to the just universal experience of being alive on this planet in this crazy place that we don't fully know like why we're here or what's going on or what's gonna happen the next day. Like those sorts of things inspire me. Um, the things that make me feel connected to other people, uh, those things inspire me the most, yeah. Does it ever get you in trouble for for? for- <laughs> For this level of resonance, because also, you know, you're, what you're doing is akin to poetry. If it's not poetry, I don't know what to call it, right? And you're searching, yeah. seeking, but, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. We live with other people and relationships yeah. and love and men and women. And 
Did that get you in trouble? Because um <laughs> yes it might happen it might happen um i haven't necessarily gotten in trouble i mean i you know i released two projects uh and i'm trying to think so on the jungle is the only way out my debut album uh the songs that touched on like interpersonal relationships were from the past. They were reflecting on a relationship from the past. So I don't know if that person was mad, but it is what it is. Don't even talk anymore. But um but you know, I, I not so not yet, but it could happen because I have to be honest, you know, I have to um be true to my story, you know. So whatever comes is what comes. So is it fair to say right here out loud, anyone who's dealing with you in any way? <laughs> That's it. You I think that's just song. part of, of like having any, and not just romantic, you know, any type of relationship with a writer. Yeah. Just like a comedian, yeah. you might be at one of their stand-up. You know, you might hear about yourself. I don't know, you know, I try to be respectful and really I try to be as Ooh. accountable as I can be for myself too. I don't really believe anything's like, oh, you're this and you did all of these things and I was perfect. That's not how I really approach life. So, um, so I'll, I'll be accountable to myself and to other people around me. Yes. Amen to that. Sick. Love it. I love it. <laughs> now, in a 2019 interview with Chief Mag, um, the interviewer, Patricia Ellis, said this about you, and I thought it was just so profound. I had to bring it to this forum. She said, oh, uh, listening to your music, she feels like she is simply more. Mm. Oh. Can we sit with that for a minute? I love that, yes. I thought that was such a profound way of describing your sound and given the poignancy of that, how do you deal with something as superficial as fame and as being known? You want to be known, you work so hard to be known for the music <laughs> of playing, but now like you're recognized as you walk down the street. How do you, how do you balance that purity with something that sometimes isn't so pure? That's an amazing question. Um, and I remember reading that in 2019 and getting chills because, yeah. you know, it's it's hard as the artist to see how it feels to listen to your music, obviously. And it was such a beautiful way to put it. And it really touched me. Um, but to answer your question, first of all, I'm not, I'm not famous. So I can walk down the street and plenty of people don't have any earthly idea who I am or what. Especially in the area I live, I always tell my friends it's amazing because yeah. me and my son can be living our little lives and nobody knows. I'm just my son's mom, you know. But but I know what you mean, and there's obviously been changes in my life uh, and being recognized for my music and gaining a platform and things like that. So I am really weirded out by fame. I'm very weirded out. I mean, I live in LA, but you wouldn't know I do. I'm very in my own bubble, in my own world, and. I've met amazing peers in music, so there's definitely good people out there. There's definitely really weird people. And I just, you know, I try to maintain a bubble around me so that I can stay close to spirit and to the things that help me channel the music that I make. Um, but you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I let my intuition guide me a lot. Uh, I've made songs about that. I, I let my intuition guide me. So if I'm in a place and I don't feel like it's the right place for me, I leave. Um, and I know that Music is kind of 
when everything else is gone, music was the first thing I had, music will be the last thing. Like music is my kind of safe place. So I would never compromise that relationship that I have with music for fame. I don't look at fame like that. I look at fame as something that is a byproduct of you giving something to the world that, that the world needs, you know? So I just try to stay focused on that because fame is really weird. And I don't really have an interest in like revolving my life around acquiring more fame. Yeah. And it takes you out of your body and then slams you back into it. It's this weird yeah. dissertation, distortion of, 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 of being and you don't know who you really are. And we've seen it with some of the greats that we love. Yeah. You come to mind, you know, and it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a loss um, yeah. when you're looking at yourself from the outside in instead of the inside out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It takes work, you know, it takes work. Absolutely. You mentioned kind of intuition there uh, and, and, and kind of discernment, essentially. Where is the source of that for you? Because you write with such instinct, you know, on several songs, but especially things like Sandstorm. I mean, I've had that conversation with somebody, that exact <laughs> conversation. So that is a really rare thing for an artist to be able to verbalize so well um, with such an experience. Where does your intuition for this textured life that we live come from? Mm. You understand so much. I've lived it. That's the only reason I, I've lived. I mean, I've lived Sandstorm before and unfortunately. Yeah, me too. But I mean, not, not necessarily unfortunately because I think it's, it's Sandstorm is very much like a coming of age song. It's about, you know, that first serious relationship that just almost wipes you out, you know, and all of the conversations that come from it. And me and Jid literally wrote that song line for line back and forth because we both have been, you know, we're like brother and sister. We've known each other for a very long time. So he's saying the male perspective, I'm saying the female perspective. And it doesn't have to apply to like, you know, those genders, but it's just like, as true as we could possibly make it is how we wrote that song. Um, and we just imagined like, if I was speaking to my ex and he's speaking to his and what we would say to that person. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've lived, I've lived many lives. <laughs> I'm not that old, but I've lived, I've lived a lot. So, um, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm obsessed with living life, like really getting in it and living it. I don't really, I like to be present in life and um, the more that I live it and the more relationships of all kinds that I have, I just channel it through music, you know? And I, and I find it to be a really beautiful kind of delicate responsibility to be an artist that's, I guess, tasked with putting things into words that everyone experiences. Not everybody puts words together, you know? But doesn't mean that everybody doesn't experience it. So I try to give a poetic, tinge to very real human things that happen because they've happened to me and I know they've happened to other people too. Amen. I mean, I think we must have played that song every week for a year on the show. So <laughs> I feel I was going through us projecting through the music, but it was it was it's beautiful and I wanted to shout that out here. There's also a there's also an element of spirit and, and receptivity and having the universe respond to you and and, and being open to those things and you know if I may say so you 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 seem open to the experience good or bad right there actually is no color to that it just is and we mm -hmm. subscribe meaning and we subscribe 
oh this really bad thing happened to me or this really good thing happened to me but actually if you believe that everything is for your higher purpose it just needs to happen how does that how does that yeah i mean kind of thankful i used to not be thankful for uh having a kind of disjointed upbringing where i moved different places or i would be comfortable and then we pick up and go somewhere else and it was really heartbreaking um at those times as a child but i feel like that's partially why i do subscribe to that sort of philosophy you're talking about like i don't think you always know why things are happening and wanting to always understand everything takes away from the actual experience of life i mean we don't like i said we don't even know how we or what how we ended up here what's going on or why were you know we there's so many questions that are so big about existence that i just it feels kind of silly to try to understand everything so yeah i mean things have happened in my life that at the time felt devastating and in retrospect was every everything that i could have ever needed to happen in my life um and that's enough for me to believe in something bigger than me and to believe that i need to release control about certain things and just see what's going to happen and stay open to whatever happens and believe that i can conquer whatever i need to conquer along the way you know it's not always easy but it's just kind of the reality of life it's worth it yeah it's worth it it's Yeah, you get to live in the process. You get to be present and not be afraid, you know. Let's talk about festival season. Uh that is steady approaching. It's getting a little yeah. you know, lighter even in London where we are right now, which is known for the gray skies. There is mm-hmm. something which is around. Mm. Like the Lord of Love. That. I love that real. <laughs> We we hear you're going to be part of Afropunk's uh female only festival lineup. Tell me about festivals and performing. Like what's your favorite part of that whole crazy experience? Um my favorite part of the festival, I mean definitely just the energy, the high energy levels of everyone there. The other artists um get to meet all these artists from around the world who you probably wouldn't have necessarily connected with. Um but the audience is so excited because they're getting like all these you know it's one day with so many people that they love and listen to so it's just it's such an amazing energy um and i've had such fun experiences probably one of my favorite festivals i've played is cross the tracks in london yes. last year and it was so incredible and it was the perfect example of of kind of what i just expressed artists from all over the world energy was immaculate um my first time being in brixton it was just it was incredible oh, wow. outside yeah <laughs> very very cool now we're going to get into a quick music break we're going to be playing Mariba of course would you like to intro your own song first please we're playing black uh... of course uh my name is Mariba and this is black truck <laughs> Down my spine And 
Oh, yes. I'm still here. I'm still doing great. Love, love, love to hear it. Now, I would love to know um, how you actually balance the living of this life and the, the, the garnering of this material, as, as, we, as we mentioned, some of which sometimes might get you in trouble, with kind of creating music in a now kind of commercial sense of the word. Uh, does one ever take from the other? Because this is also now your job on some mm -hmm. If if it's yeah. family, uh, how how do you balance those two dynamics when maybe it wasn't always the case? Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot different, and I think that's to be real to be real real <laughs> for a second. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> well, I've been real the whole time, but this particular subject is it's the hardest thing for me about um, about being like a professional musician now because mm -hmm. I've been writing songs and making music since I was like in kindergarten you know so music is just making music is a part of everything about who i am and my identity so um and i didn't make money off of music for very many years in between <laughs> and you know all of those years i was like striving so hard to become professional and to be able to not have to work all these random jobs that i worked go and do x y and z for money barely making rent you know this was my life so um, to finally get there is such a blessing. It's also such a different relationship to the expectations placed on me about music. It used to just be, hey, does anyone in my family want to hear this song I wrote in my room? And let's gather around the guitar and listen to Marion sing, you know? And now it's like, it, it's just, it's just different, different expectations. Um, so it's challenging, especially considering kind of where things are with music now and people discovering music. It's kind of, kind of different than even how I grew up, like taking in music, it's just different. Mm -hmm. But um, it kind of goes back to that, that staying connected to source, you know? I know that my relationship to music is so strong, my relationship to God is so strong that the right music will come to me in this phase of life to be commercial enough to, to provide for me and my family, you know? I just have to trust in that and not force it. I think a lot of times nowadays people feel this need to force um, doing things that they see work for other people. You know, oh, this person, let me try to get a little bit, or like, let me try to shock people into, you know, all of these kind of tactics that I that I, I do know and that I, I see and that people talk about with me. And I'm like, you know, people are just trying to survive and to, to keep on making music professionally but that's not how i came into this game and that's not how, how i'm gonna thrive in this game is doing anything that anybody else is doing so um yeah i just stay true to my process i definitely uh like i said earlier i, I definitely think more about if I'm, if I'm making a song, I let myself just make the song and have fun making the song. But if I'm thinking about what songs I wanna share with people, I do think about the songs that would be the biggest help in someone's life, you know? And I think that's as close as I might get to commercializing my music is just thinking like, all right, I know people well enough. I've been around the world, I've lived a life, you know? Is this gonna really like hit for somebody or not? Is it gonna hit them in that special place or not? You know, and if I don't feel like it's for the the whole world, then I just keep it for myself. You know? Beautiful, so so powerful. 
And actually, you know, we, something you mentioned there about coming into this game with Source, you've got to go out the same way. Otherwise, it won't work for yeah. you. It's not how you're rewarded. It's not how spirit wants you to operate. And if you right. understand that very intrinsically and almost intuitively, you're never not going to eat. Right. Exactly. You might not eat to the level every time. But that's okay. Yeah. You take what you need, right? You'll take what you right. need. You know, cover the bases and then just keep yeah. it. So, so, so beautiful. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, we, ha we had the privilege ha of having Earth Gang on the show. And the guy said something so profound, uh, which was, despite their struggle and despite their strife and trying to make it on this, you know, this rap game and musically as well, uh, Olu said he'd always know, known he was going to be successful. He always mm -hmm. knew he was going to be successful. And I thought that I've never heard anyone say that with such, you know, they have such a short, <laughs> such bravado, I believe it. such weight, right? Did you always think that you were going to be successful when you're in the thick of the, the jobs that you did and the this and the that? Did you just know or, or did it come later on for you? Honestly. Yeah, that's that's a great question because my first answer was, yeah, I did. But the truth is, no, I didn't. Um, there were definitely very extreme moments of self-doubt. Um, because of what I was receiving from the world. I was putting myself out there. I was doing the shows. I was going to meetings. I was meeting people that were in the quote unquote music industry in Atlanta. I was, you know, I was doing everything I thought that one should do. And I, it wasn't working. And I was often told that my music and my image and my story just wouldn't relate to anybody. Um, and so, you can, you hear that and like it, it's I mean some people and it, it does not surprise me Olu felt this way because Olu's very resolved person. That's some, one of the things I admire most about him. Um, but for me, I was like maybe they're right. Like maybe only I care about this music or my friends or my family. But maybe I'm just too weird. Maybe I just my story is too just just disjointed and different, and I just won't relate to people. So there were times where I doubted myself. But I think that there was just this, that in, it goes back to that intuition, like there was just something in me, the same like hum throughout my life ever since I can remember my first memories. I was like, you're supposed to give music to the world. But when you're gone, when it's time for you to go, that's what you will have done in this world. That means something. You're going to give music to people and it's going to help people. And so I didn't know if it was going to be 10 people or a million people or a hundred million people. I just knew that I was going to help people with music. Um, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to make enough money to eat. Uh, and I kind of was okay with that, honestly. I was like, if I don't make enough money to be rich from music, which I'm still not rich, is it's fine. I've, I'm fine. As long as I can survive, mm -hmm. if I've got music, I'm good. Cause I'm doing what I'm supposed to do here. Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> Which you are, and, and that's why you have people like Patricia Ella saying, you know, she is more for hearing you. Because um, there's such a pouring, and that's the reward for the emotional cost and the physical uh, cost. Uh, Lots, uh, sweat, and tears, and everything that we don't see to get you to, to this point, right? We're better off for having heard your music, and you went through a lot of pain to get it to us. And we're grateful uh, for that. Uh, How do you feel then about this social media generation? and the kind of very microwave culture expectations 
and and maybe the kind of the, the lack of breathing space is what I'd call it for up and coming artists to just exist in the world and 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 not make it immediately. There's there's such weight now. I'm I'm worried honestly for the next 10 15 years of artistry mm-hmm. because there isn't space to be an artist. There's a space to be a product. Yeah. Oh, I'm worried too. I'm worried too. <laughs> I definitely uh definitely weird out here um and I don't have like a prof- a super profound answer for that one I just you know there's if, if there's some things that I can control there's some things that I can't so the way that that has swayed and turned into this very fast pace also disposable right like people can be super celebrated and then literally the next day torn apart and and it's kind of like maybe they're not gone maybe they're still productive but they can be shunned so easily like for no it's just it's kind of erratic like how things go now um the internet yeah just the whims of the internet you might just be a joke one day you might you know people might love you one day like it's um and i haven't gotten like huge tastes of that but i've gotten small tastes of that uh and i've just been like okay so this is going to be even more it's even more important for real artists to be rooted in something beyond fame and like my worth my my worth is defined by how much the internet loves me you know you can't live your life like that as an artist these days um i just try to look at it like let me pour into my tribe the people that love my music they already know that i'm not about to be on that wave they already like it's not hard to figure that out about Marie's music like it's not microwave it's not um it's not something that's supposed to be heard one time and you just get it you know it's music with depth so it, you're going to have to live with it and allow it to be almost a soundtrack to your life and i just hope to like to feed those people and to build a relationship with those people um and i would love to have songs that that reach all the people who are just scrolling too that's cool too but again it's like you can't force that once you start forcing that part i feel like you lose the people who genuinely care about you you know and care about your well-being and care about the time you need to make music and all those things and those are the people i want to pour my love and attention into and other people will be a byproduct of the music you know um But yeah, I don't have the answers. I, you know, there's other people on my team that I talk to about these things. They're more of an expert of those things. I try to just tunnel vision, you know, mm-hmm. with my art, my self-expression. Mm-hmm. And also like be open to changes, you know? Like there's a lot of things changing right now. I'm very into visuals, I'm very into music videos. People aren't as into music videos anymore, you know? People don't even ha- have that time anymore. So I'm just I try to stay malleable enough, you know, like okay, maybe I don't need to make a film next time. Maybe I'll do something different, you know, and that's okay. I can release, I can be open and I can be fluid, you know. Beautiful. Thank you. Where in the world do you feel most like yourself? And how do you go back to Mariba when you're not operating from such a heart-centered space and the noise of the world sometimes can be so loud. Hmm. I mean, it it all goes back to like my bedroom. <laughs> I mean, my my bed ever since I was little, like that's where I always wrote my songs and um as soon as I was allowed to close my door cuz black families don't like when you close 
close your door, you know. As soon as I was allowed to close my door, yeah, that door. Yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I was just talking to a fellow artist recently about this, but like, you can go out into a lot of spaces as an artist and just feel unclean after. Just feel like, oh, I just need to take a very long shower and yeah. go back to where I feel safe and. Um, I just, yeah, I try to make my my home my sanctuary, you know, and I'm a very minimalist person. It's it's very kind of monk-like in certain ways. I don't have a lot going on. I like when it's just like almost a blank slate so that my imagination can fill in the blanks. But but yeah, my bedroom and, and now like with my family, you know, with my son um, and just getting to experience life through his eyes and yeah and then also in nature i love mountains i've always loved mountains and hills so i like i live near mountains in la i like going on drives through the mountains or going on walks and those sorts of things like recenter me as well beautiful i love it if your best friends in the world were here right now um how would they describe you in three words just to see how you're seen by the people that know you the most or most closely, hopefully. This is so questions. funny because this she did she did that. I can't remember the words. <laughs> um, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did that. I can't remember why or when. I gave her three words too, but um. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me think. Let me try to get in her head for a second and think about it. Take your time. We got time. I think. I think one was, I'm pretty sure one was dynamic um, because everything that people might see of me as an artist is not the end of, of who I am. Like everybody close to me knows that I have a whole different side of me that's a little wild, little, you know, a little turn, just a little bit more open and loose than you might see from what I share with the world. Um, so dynamic was one of them. I don't remember the other two, but I'm going to guess. Um, what do you think they would say? Yeah. I think she would say uh, dynamic, curious, and something like imaginative or whimsical. Those are great answers. Those are very good answers. I'm going to ask her after this interview, please though. Do, please do. <laughs> Let me know because it's amazing. I make a point to ask this question to everybody, and people really struggle to see themselves from the outside again in and that, that yeah. was more for that because you know I don't even know what I would say and, and, and uh, <laughs> it's a fun exercise of you know how am I received by those that love me right. I like that I love that very very cool now this show is of course called The Social and we do love to get a little lit too we love to have a little drink <laughs> or two do yes. you have any post-show writers is there a drink of some kind alcoholic or not we're open but what needs to be waiting for you backstage after a festival it's, it's summer it's crossed the tracks 2023 because you did such a <laughs> job they invited you back <laughs> what is, what's the what's champagne the champagne prosecco <laughs> something bubbly yes okay. that's my drink of any particular yes. brown do we care Fresh, cold, crispy. Yeah, honestly, I mean, Moet is always nice, but whatever. <laughs> whatever is good and won't like, give me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's very, very exciting. Maria, it's been such a pleasure. 
thank yes. you for being on the show. We You're are so going to play some more music, of course. And hopefully, are you going to be back in London anytime soon? Hopefully, end of the year. We're working it out now. Yeah, towards the end, in the fall. Amazing. You heard it here first, guys. You've been listening to the social. Let's play some more Mariba. We were low, we were high, Jekku had us to stay by your side You know I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried I was wrong, you was right, justified, I was playing with fire What a divide, 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 divide Good God, you niggas are crazy Justified the feeling, is all we do Inside is killing me, baby Outside I'm cucumber goo We might just really be crazy Slip on the floor 